With Hashem's deep love, you're listening to the 55th edition of the Daily Kabbalah lesson. In this lesson, we're going to begin the third section, the fifth chapter. This chapter is going to speak about the difference between all the different prophets and Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, Moses, the one who the Torah was given over through his hands, directly from Hashem, through Moshe Rabbeinu to the people of Israel. There is something unique and special about Moshe Rabbeinu, about Moses, that the, the Torah testifies about the fact that, that after Moshe Rabbeinu, there was no prophet that was ever like Moshe Rabbeinu. We're going to discuss exactly what it was that made his prophecy unique. The Ramchal begins by expressing this concept in the following way. He says there are two different levels of prophecy in general. The first level is the level of all of the prophets except for Moshe Rabbeinu, except for Moses. And, but Moses it was on his own level, all on his own. He had his own type of prophecy that was unique to him. And Hashem Himself, God Himself, is the one who mentioned that there's a total difference. As the verse says, this is in Bamidbar Numbers chapter 12, verses 6 and 7. The first verse says, If, I'll read you the verse, So if there will be some kind of prophet of God, so he'll appear to him in some kind of vision, and I think the verse also says that he, he speaks to him in some kind of riddles. But it's not true in regard to Moses. Moses had a unique relationship with God that he didn't actually have any kind of riddles or any kind of visions, but he actually heard word for word the word of God as he was supposed to repeat it over, and there was nothing, there was no kinds of visions, any kinds of hints. Everything was specific, exactly the words that Moses was supposed to use. The Ramchal continues and tells us that each prophet, when he would receive his prophecy, so he would appear, it would appear, the message would be given over to him in a similar function, in a similar way as a, as a dream. And it doesn't mean that it was literally a dream, because as we explained previously, and I believe he will explain, so a dream is completely different from a from a prophecy. However, the the means, it's like it's like Rabbi Arya Kaplan says it, that the dream center, the, the imagination that's used in a dream, so to speak, so that was the way that Hashem saw fit that the prophecy should be given over to a prophet. And now, also it's important that we understand, he points out that our Chazal, our sages tell us that uh, a dream is one-sixtieth of a prophecy. It doesn't mean that they're the same thing. It just means that in a certain respect, a person can receive some kind of understanding similar to prophecy in a dream. As, as we explained previously, that means that a person can, in a dream, so his neshama, his soul, can transfer some kind of information from the upper worlds. But still, that's not considered a prophecy, because a prophecy is coming directly from God. And so, but the way that God gives it over is in the form of a dream. It seems like a dream to the prophets, but it's clear that it's a totally separate thing. It's not in line exactly, precisely with a dream. Another thing the Ramchal says is that when a prophet receives his prophecy, so what happens is all of his physical senses cease. He no longer feels anything, he no longer sees anything, he no longer hears anything. All of his senses have stopped working, and he, and he enters this type of state, which is similar to sleep, and his thoughts, they're, they're functioning at the same level of thought as a person who's sleeping and dreaming. And then the prophecy comes into him. But again, it's, he's not literally sleeping, he's not literally dreaming. And it is possible that this could come to him whether he's wide awake when he originally receives the prophecy. And then what happens is that when, when he gets it when he's wide awake, so he loses all of his senses, stop. Or it could, act, it could happen to him while he's actually sleeping. Either way, the, prof, the prophecy comes down upon that prophet. In any event, so it only happens after he's gone out of his senses, so to speak. His senses stop working, and he's entered this prophetic state.
However, it could happen in a very quick amount of time. It's possible that he could receive his prophecy and then return right away to his original state that he was before. But when he is in fact in a prophetic state, so he has entered this type of uh, deep sleep type of state as he's receiving the prophecy. However, says the Ramchal, when a Navi, a prophet, sees his vision, it's not like a person who sees something with his regular physical eyes, but rather it's like a person who's looking through a mirror, looking through a looking glass, or not just, and not just looking through one mirror, but actually looking through a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. It's the type of clarity of the, these multiple reflections. And that's not to say that he doesn't see one thing. He only sees one thing, but it looks like he's, the, the clarity of this vision that he has is not so clear. It's like something that was reflected through multiple mirrors. It's also described as a mirror that's not clean, perhaps, that has some kind of schmutz on it. And basically what happens is, as he's looking through this kind of lens that's not so clear, so the, 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 the idea that Hashem, that God is trying to give over to him, is not seen with complete clarity. It's something that's a little bit fuzzy, a little hazy. That's not to say he doesn't have the ability to see Hashem's glory, the glory of God, but he does, in fact, see the glory, and he does indeed know for a fact, he knows with, with all clarity that he, he knows. The, the clarity is in the knowledge, not in the picture. But he is indeed able to see the, the glory of Hashem.